Oh, what is up? It is another episode of Esports with Emmerich. Uh, we are talking worlds, day two of playing stage. Uh, I hope you guys all had a, a good day one. I was able to watch every single game. I uh, didn't necessarily get the results that I wanted, but uh, that's okay. We're back at it today. We we take what we learned and um, you know try and apply that today. So uh, the first thing we're going to do is just let's take a look at kind of the games. Let's take a look at the betting lines and. Well, let's try and figure out if there are any advantageous spots that we can take advantage of first and foremost before we jump into stats. And you know what? Actually, prior to doing that, let's actually, since we have those games, let's go back and take a look at what happened today. Uh, let's just recap on those results and take a look. So um, the first games kind of went as expected. Um you know, the LNG Hanwha game was the one that we weren't sure which way it was going to go. We weren't sure the level of, uh, you know, each of these teams, the the leagues against each other. It did appear like LNG was going to win. They were the favorite. And I, I thought they played this game really well. Um, you know, these comps and this comp from Hanwha is just really difficult to deal with. Uh, but they, they did it well. Uh, Icon on the Gragas is not something we've ever seen. We don't see a lot of Gragas mid lane. Um, and this was just the start of what was a misfortune heavy day. Um, you know, that Jax and Ale kind of took over. And at that point, I kind of realized in my two game slates that I was a little bit light on Ale. And I ended up, uh, you know, swapping over to him in the main slate a heck of a lot more. And that was a good move. And I, I think, you know, going forward, any of the slates that LNG is on, Ale is going to be most likely the highest owned player. Um, I, I saw people even going captains after the 6-0 and 8, but um, all in all, kind of a conservative game, 18 to 5. The kill participation was all right. We didn't see a lot of people get into the bonus, uh, but we saw LNG kind of take care of business. Um, then we went into the other game where, again, we weren't necessarily sure how these two teams were going to match up. We thought they were kind of a similar uh, a similar quality. Uh, I did lean towards red. They were the favorite. Um, I, I think early there was a couple opportunities for Infinity. I think they overall played kind of pretty well. They had a, some set plays and put some combos together, but it, it just was not enough to you know handle this red team that you know won in a very conservative fashion for them, mind you. Uh, 15 kills is a low number. But again, we talked about kind of in the main slate how we were going to think about kind of fading Hanwha as Infinity has some really, really, really low death per loss numbers. And that was an advantage. Obviously, in a two-game slate, we had to pick some sides. And, you know, this was the side that that we you had to pick one or the other, basically. So you had to play red or you had to play infinity and there was no kind of fading that game, hoping it was low scoring because there's, there's only two games on the slate. Uh, I digress. As we move into the next game, LNG played peace. Uh, there was like a brief fleeting moment, you know, at the beginning where Violet and Alderic did have a chance at, at, at first blooding light and Wandi. And I think, I think they might have even, Gotten the first blood? I, I might be wrong on that, but I, I know then once again, Ale just kind of took over on this Fiora and it was all said and done. Um, you know, this no, no, no surprise here. A minus 2,500 by the time that the game started. LNG is the favorite. 
this is kind of what we expected. The low kill total at 15 was disappointing, especially if you had LNG in your stacks uh, because you knew you were going to need to kind of fade some high-scoring games as we went on throughout the day. You know, next we had Hanwha against Infinity. And at times, you know, Infinity looked like they, they were just on the cusp of uh, being able to turn this game around, uh, they had a couple of picks. They got picked a couple of times. This game felt a lot more high scoring than it actually was. There were quite a few team fights where guys got out alive with just a, a small sliver of health. I think this game could have been much, much higher scoring if a lot of those fights just had had one or two more people die. Um, and it was on both sides. So the game would have continued and we might've seen a little bit of a longer game. As it was, it was 31 minutes. Uh, Hanwell wins with 12 kills, gets business done. I don't think that they were necessarily out there to you know try and rack up the kills after losing their first game. This is an important game. They needed to win it at all costs. And even if that meant you know, a pretty disappointing performance. I know if you were playing Hanwha, you probably played Chovy. Uh, I, I do tend to think that that's one of the ways that you can get different when you're playing Hanwha and they, they you know, project out to be kind of chalky. Uh, it's always a, a huge risk, but as it stood, uh, he did not do well. The entire team didn't do well. Um, so, I, you know, I was feeling pretty good. We moved into the detonation focus me versus the unicorn of love. Um, kind of split on this. I, I saw a lot of people that were sharp that were on Unicorns of Love and a lot of people that were kind of sharp on, on DFM. Now, I know when I did the video yesterday, um, I think I even said that I thought Unicorns would win, and I kind of wavered on that. I ended up with a lot more DFM. Uh, I, I had my fair share of Unicorns of Love. It was just really hard to take a look at the performance that they had in MSI it, and kind of judge them from there. DFM looked so much better in comparison. Um, and both of these these teams come from regions where there's just not a ton of competition. Uh, so I ended up with more DFM. Uh, Unicorns of Love were in this. They did have the lead for a while, and then they just kind of blew it, which is really indicative of their play earlier in the season uh, at MSI. And, uh, you know, it, it would go on to be a theme for this team. Um, it was a lar longer game at 35 minutes, 19 kills. I was feeling really good at this point. Again, I had a lot of detonation focus me. And then, uh, then this game happened. You know, this was one of those games when I was building, you know, I I built my initial like 40 lineups or so. And I said, you know what? I didn't end up with a lot of Galatasaray. Galatasaray, I think is how you say it. Uh, so I went back and I made a bunch of them. Um, I, I think I also was really heavily focusing on Hasha, Doggo, um, and some other kind of jungle and ADC builds. So I went back and really focused on mid laners. Which you know for for the GS builds was not not the key here. Uh, this this Beyond Gaming team did not look good. This pick of Jarvin in the top lane was used and abused, and it really kind of set the tone. They had a couple chances to kind of get back into it. There was always the hope that Doggo on a late game Ezreal could you know save this team, but they just got caught late. They were so far behind. This was kind of an expected result as that game went on. Uh, GS looked really good, and, you know, we moved on from there. Uh, so that was the main slate right there. And, you know, look, if you had GS and DFM, you were in a good spot. I mean, LNG was chalky. Beyond Gaming was chalky. Everybody wanted to play Doggo. A lot of hype was there on Hush, too. Uh, so once they fell, it, you know, it kind of spelled doom for me personally. Um, 
So let's see. Uh, the next game was Cloud9 looking pretty clean against DFM. Uh, 13 to 4 was the kill total. Again, it was a team that came in here, didn't really need to come out and you know, prove anything aside from winning. They weren't looking to rack up kills. DFM, for whatever reason, after looking good earlier, um, just did not look good here. I think their draft was absolutely atrocious. Um, anybody that's talked to me with, you know, at any length knows what I feel about the gin pick. Um, and it just you know, didn't work out. They're there's just not a lot of scenarios where it's going to, and they really have to get out ahead. And they just, they didn't, uh, C9 looks good and we move on, you know, GS after that first game was a huge favorite here and they came through and, you know, just absolutely dominated. UOL just does not look good. And that is something that we're going to want to attack. They're not on the main slate, so we don't have to worry about that, but they haven't looked good. They, they arguably were, one of the worst teams, um, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to kind of judge peace because all they played was LNG. But if we remember, this UOL team did not make it out of the three-man group in MSI. They didn't make it out after they lost to Pentanet uh, on multiple games. And, you know, they might be the worst team in the play-ins. So I know that's hard to kind of, you know, wrap your head around because they were, they were they've been good in the past. They come from what has historically been a little bit of a better region than, you know, GS or the Oceanic region or even LP, um, not LPL, the LJL in Japan, but they just haven't looked good. So kind of that's, that's, that's the recap of day one. So what do we have in day two here? We have Hanwha and Peace. Okay, so Hanwha, huge favorite, minus 1,400. I've seen this as high as minus 1,600. Peace at plus 675. You know, it's worth a stab if you want to, you know, take a long shot here. I think that kill spread at plus 10 and a half is super high and super generous. Um, just given how bad kind of Hanwha has looked, I, I guess they haven't really necessarily looked bad. I should kind of stop that. It's more that Hanwha has not looked impressive. Uh, not necessarily bad, but not impressive. And they're going to come out and need a win. And so I don't expect them to come out and have a super skirmish heavy, heavy game. As a result, I think Peace, you could, again, take that plus 675 if you want to. But I think the better bet would be the plus 10 and a half here. Um, if I'm playing DFS, I'm playing the, the two-game slate. I'm probably 80 to 90% HLE, uh, just a couple lineups against Peace. So, um, LNG versus Red. Now, this is going to be kind of, uh, this should be an entertaining game. LNG should handle their opponents here. You know, the LPL is leaps and bounds uh, above these other leagues, but it should be interesting. It should be fun. Red's going to kind of play, uh, hopefully, at a faster pace. And I think what we saw in the first day was a lot of teams being a little bit more conservative. It was their first game, their first game for some of these guys on stage. There is a lot on the line. And as a result, I think we just saw a little bit more conservative gameplay. That should change. Now, if we think back to MSI, or not MSI, if we think back to... Euro Masters in the summer, that first day, the first game that teams played, it was a lower scoring day. And then day two was just an absolute bonanza. This is one of those games that could be a bonanza. It's not on the main slate, so we don't have to make that decision. 
But, you know, I think it's going to be imperative to kind of play LNG and HLE and just find different combinations. I think if you're playing that two-game slate, you know, you're you're risking a lot by doing this. But I think one of the strategies that you can use to be different is fading ale. Uh, I think some people are going to make him a captain. I think he's going to be highly owned and rightfully so after what we just saw. But if you can get away from playing ale or not play ale in the captain, I think you're going to automatically be a little bit different. Of course, the other way is, um, you know, playing icon over Chovy. So there are a couple ways that you can get different, and it's just by taking a, you know, a less optimal build that still has a reasonable path to getting you what you need and getting you those points. So if you're playing LNG and Hanwha, you know, consider not playing Chovy, consider not playing Ale. Hey, I mean, even consider playing neither of them in a lineup. I think you'll have a higher opportunity of being unique in doing so. Uh, nothing is worse than, you know, finishing tied for fourth, like I did in the early slate and tying that with 30 other people and not even getting a fraction of your buy-in back. So, you know, that, that's where we're at there. Now, this main slate, and this is, we're not going to talk about the late slate, but the main slate, we've got Infinity against Peace, two of the lower tier teams. Infinity looked a lot better. They're a huge betting favorite here. I think you can kind of just gauge how Peace plays against HLE, and this line should not necessarily change until that game kind of concludes. It, it will if big money comes in on one side or the other, but a lot of these lines were very different earlier as the games were still going on, and there were a lot of opportunities that you could have got into um, if you were just paying attention to it. So if that's something that you want to do, you know, pay attention to it. Look at how Peace kind of opens up against HLE, and then just make a decision based on that, whether or not you think this plus 140 against Infinity, who you did get to see play against this same HLE team as a reference, um, you can make that decision there. Uh, then we get HLE against red. This is a game that I love as an upset. Again, you, you're going to want to gauge that red game against LNG. The only game that we have so far to gauge them is, is infinity, which, you know, should be a tier below some of these Eastern teams, the LCK, the LPL, but we saw infinity play HLE relatively close. Um, you know, red was better than infinity. So just by LOL math, you know, maybe red can beat Hanwha and at plus 350 and a best of one, I wouldn't put it past them. They'll be warmed up. They had a hard competition against LNG earlier in the day. I like that. I love the plus nine and a half, especially at even odds. So that's a, that's something that definitely want to fire on. Next one is going to be beyond gaming and cloud nine. This is, uh, this is a game that um, you know, I've seen some people talk about, I, you know, I've kind of targeted it here. This line was very different, um, earlier in the day, uh, cloud nine was less of a favorite, but still a favorite, especially coming off of that disappointing game from beyond gaming. I, I still think they're a better team. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to draft as terribly, are they going to play PK again, or is it going to be Liang? I, I'm not sure, but at plus 140, I think Doggo is significantly better than Sven. I think the rest of the team is on par with Cloud9, um, or if not better, coming from a stronger region. Give me that plus 140 all day, um, and we'll talk about them in DFS. And then DF, DFM against GS. So look, 
These two teams looked very different in their last games. GS looked really good. DFM, uh, not so much against Cloud9. This line as GS was uh, beating on Beyond Gaming was a plus 110. I think even after the game, it was a plus 110. So you could have got this at plus odds, and this is what I'm kind of talking about in terms of uh, paying attention to these lines as the games are going on and firing on them. And then you can also take a look at these lines and say, hey, if this happens and this happens, how do I think the you know, public is going to bet here. How do I think they're going to adjust these lines to get people to bet uh, and take it from there? Uh, Beyond Gaming, huge favorites against UOL, I think rightfully so. Uh, but if we see Beyond Gaming come out and look just absolutely putrid against Cloud9, I think that UOL, despite how bad they have looked, uh, plus 170 might be a really an attractive number to take. And then, I don't know, I, I, again, how does Cloud9 look? How does GS look? Based off of today, I, I love that plus 190. I think a lot of people are going to like it in DFS. Uh, they're not priced up, but yeah, that's that's where we're looking at. So let's kind of take a look at these games, the, the couple that are on the main slate. Uh, well, let's take a look at the early slate just uh, as reference first because it's up here. Um, open this up a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, we've got HLE and Peace, so you can see the numbers. It, they're pretty similar, uh, but again, much tougher competition for HLE. Let's not forget this team, as I said yesterday, as they mentioned on the broadcast, didn't even get into the playoffs in LCK. But this Peace team, while it came together, and I did have some lineups today in the main with Peace, they're outclassed here. There is a path, I guess, for them to win. As you can see that they, you know, in their regular split were a little bit better than HLE when it came to first drag and first blood, first tower. But, you know, one thing about this team in its current incarnation is that, you know, they played like one game together outside of scrims. And even before that, the four other guys didn't play a ton of games together either. They got hot towards the end of the year after they made some changes. They had some role swaps, uh, a couple other things. I, it's just hard unless you're just trying to be different to to go go for peace here. So, um, and LNG again, just uh, insane amount of games played together in the season because of the LPL schedule, because of the way the playoffs work. I think the only team that probably has more games played than them is UOL, just because you know the four of those guys have been together just it seems like forever. So. Yeah, take that for what it's worth. I don't really want to go too deep into those statistics because, yeah, who cares? Um, so let's look at these four games. Let's look at primarily the ones that we're kind of thinking are more of kind of toss-ups. So Infinity against Peace. Infinity, like we said, is a huge favorite. Both had good records. The concern that I have, if you're going to play Peace, again, and it's the same concern that we had today, it's the same thing that we saw with Red. It's the same thing we saw with HLE, is that Infinity, when they lose, they don't die a lot. When I put this number in, when I looked it up, I checked it like six times. I looked a couple different places because it didn't make sense to me. You know, it's a small sample size. It's six games, but they only died 12.3 times. They died today, 12 and 15. So this is this is kind of par for the course here. And while Peace had an 18 kill per win, that's not, you know, let's call it 19, 18.81. It's not crazy. Um, so... Uh, you know, do you want to play peace? Do you want to play a huge dog? Yeah, probably in, in the large GPP. I don't think that that's a problem. I don't think a lot of people are going to go there given how bad they looked. And especially if they get stomped again right here by HLE in the earlier window, you know, play peace. It's a good GPP play. Uh, you're probably throwing your money away, but um, 
it, you know, the concern is that it doesn't look like it's going to be good. But, you know, you probably didn't think GS and DFM would be the optimal lineup today either. So uh, moving on, HLE and Red. This is going to be a game that you're probably going to want to be on both sides of. Um, I, I think that if Red wins this game, they're going to do it through a lot of fighting. I think if HLE wins this game, they're going to get a lot of kills too. And, and it's just all based around the CBLOL style of you know fighting over the herald uh like constantly over and over and over even if nobody gets it uh they make a lot of mistakes they play just a, a game that's just a lot more skirmish heavy and red was kind of the epitome of that in the cblol so you can see a 22.2 kill per win you've got an 18.6 death per loss this is more indicative than this but this is a game that you're going to want to go towards i think a lot of people will play hle if you are playing hle i guess the one thing that i can say just like i said earlier you can get away from chovy it's not the you know the best ev situation necessarily in most cases it won't be optimal he's gonna be their high scorer but there was a stretch during summer uh the first month maybe six weeks where Deft outscored Chovy, uh, I think, six to one. Uh, now that switched, and it evened out to a point where Chovy was the high score the rest of the season. Um, but that's that's a way to get different, especially if you think HLE is going to be kind of chalky, and they probably will. The next game is the Beyond Gaming versus C9. Uh, I got another sheet to bring up here because, you know, from a projection, and we're going to take a look at the projections, you look at this kind of death per loss by C9, and it's a 16.1. Their kills per win is a 16.9. And I think that is, um, you know, kind of concerning if, you, if you're thinking about playing C9, given that Beyond is at 17.1. You know, we have a big enough sample size from these teams that it's not, you know, an inconsequential one like the 6 or uh, the GS4. But let's kind of like get to the bottom of that. So when we're looking at C9 and we look at where those deaths per loss came from. So they had that kind of crazy back and forth game with Golden Guardians where they died 23 times. They got stomped early by 100 Thieves, 19 deaths. They got stomped by EG and it was 22 deaths. Now, there were a couple games where they didn't die a lot and they lost. It was IMT. It was TSM. It was 100 Thieves, which is probably more par for the course 100 Thieves throughout the season. As you can see, their actual kills per win typically was in line with that. It was TSM again, but then against FlyQuest, 27. They gave up another 24 here to IMT. I guess what I'm getting at is that some of these games or their numbers in some ways are being dragged down by TSM. TSM was not a team that got a ton of kills in their wins, as you can see over here. Uh, but they had certain ceiling games. So will people want to go back to Beyond Gaming? I don't know. I think I do. They're priced super cheap. I like Beyond Gaming here. Uh, I'm probably going to fade C9, but I, I love Beyond Gaming. I'm going to play quite a bit of it, especially given their price. Um, the next one is going to be GS and DFM. Uh, GS looked like they were fantastic. They didn't, they're not priced like their, uh, their play 
reflected today. And so as a result, I think we're going to see GS be super, super chalky. Uh, now the favorite uh, DFM just after they got beat down by C9 uh, did not look good. So it's just which which version is going to come? How is this game going to work out? I think there are two games that you kind of and we'll talk about this here in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, let's get into kind of making a couple lineups here. So full disclosure, I, I had to input these myself. Um, because there are a couple issues. We don't have Doggo in here, um, and there's a team slot that's missing as well. But I just wanted to pull this up to show you guys a couple of different builds here. So if you're playing HLE and you want to play uh, GS, um, you know you can play whatever you kind of want there. You can play a you know a live captain with Crazy Willer, Chovy Def, Vista. So you're getting like a three four here. Um, I don't know if we can do something a little bit different. Can we do like a Chovy captain? Uh, go with like a Morgan Mojito. Uh, we don't, can't play Chovy if we already have Chovy, right? And then we go Deft, go Vista. Does that work? No. Can we do any of the teams? No, not really. So we're probably not doing a, a Chovy captain at that point, but okay. One of the things to look at there, but you can probably do, can you do it the other way? Oh, let's do it like this. Pull this, pull this. We don't want a sub team. We don't want this. We're good at that. Let's do this, apply this. Let's generate 10 lineups and see what we get here. So it looks like it's mostly a live captains. So you're doing like three fours. You can do a four three with Willer right here, um, but that's kind of what it's spitting out. If we bump this up to like 20, what do we got? We're still typically looking, but you've got you. Okay, so we've got a couple here where we've got Bulu or Deft, Willer, Deft. You're not getting you're not getting Chovy in the captain. Uh, I guess you can't do that unless you want off it and change it a little bit. But uh, that's one thing that we can look at here when we're taking a look at HLE with C9, another one of the favorites. You just can't do it unless you're doing a support captain. If you do it with Infinity, we're looking at mainly top captains. Morgan Bug X. Okay, what if we do Cloud Nine and in Infinity? We're looking at jungle captains, mid captain right here, three, four, a couple other choices there. And now if you wanted to do like a C9 and a GS, we're getting ADC captains. You're not getting mid captains though. Is that... Look, if we go a little bit higher, I know C9 is kind of expensive. Can we do a perks captain? I think that's going to be semi-popular in terms of what people want to do. It's not pulling any up, and you know, there's there's a couple reasons that could be. So, so when we look at that, um, you know, hey, we look at these kind of prices for these teams. So um, INF, just relatively inexpensive, as we can see here. 
the Beyond Gaming is super inexpensive. We don't know who's going to be playing here in the top lane. So I'm going to kind of avoid that when I'm doing my builds. But the jungle position, 62, Moen, 66, Doggo, 68, uh, Kino, 4,800. So this was a team that was one of the highest priced teams today. And now they're super cheap and they're playing C9. I'm not telling you you have to play against C9. I'm not telling you it's a good idea. Uh, I'm going to be playing beyond gaming and i think i've made the case for that um dfm again also relatively inexpensive but but somewhat expensive and then gs not being priced based off of their performance today at all super super cheap especially for a team that put up what 19 and 22 kills kind of led the led the day so uh, let's get into some predictions here. I think INF beats PCE. I believe that HLE will win. I do think that Red is probably uh, as good of anybody as a chance to kind of upset. I think Beyond Gaming wins, and I think GS goes. So in terms of dogs that I want to play, I want some exposure to Red, however, and I do want exposure to DFM and a little bit to PCE. I'm going to be fading C9, so take that for what it's worth. Maybe you want to play a bunch of C9. Maybe I'm misreading this situation. I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people that they'll play C9, and I think it's just going to be a mistake. Uh, even if C9 wins, I just don't know if they're going to score a ton in doing so.